Y'all ready to start? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good now. Cool. We're going to talk about Old McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. But not the O. We cannot talk about the O on this podcast. Wolves and sheep. It's true. Black uh, and yellow? Yellow wolf, black sheep. So, all right. right, let's. I want to talk about this. What is this album? Yellow wolf, black sheep by Yellow Wolf and Kasky? Um. So I think officially it's Yellow Wolf Black Sheep is the name of the album by Yellow Wolf and Caskey. And Caskey, yeah. Yeah, because the way that albums are put out now, um, you have the option of like having a band name, you know, like Benny and the Jets, you know what I mean? It'd be like a full thing or like Josie and the Pussycats, but it's like the leader and their band. Or you can have the and mean two solo artists collaborating on a project. Um, as so is it like D and 12? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's yellow. It's a, basically, so if you go to either one of these artist pages, it'll show up as their album as opposed to showing up uh, only as a Yellow Wolf Caskey album that you can only find by looking at them in conjunction with each other. Oh, so it's like two albums with each one of them being the artist. Sort as the album. Sort of, yeah, yeah. It's just the way that all the stores divide sure. stuff up. It's like it's easier to find this way as opposed to the olden days where it would have been filed under Yellow Wolf and Caskey. So you would have only found it in the Y section of the album. So you wouldn't have been able to find well, it in Caskey section. It was harder to find for me than every other album we've done. Well, yeah, I can imagine that being since you get it from YouTube. No, I actually got it from uh, Spotify this time. Wow, how I, I I listen exclusively to it uh, for the podcast on Spotify. So I just typed in Yellow Wolf, wow. and it was the you know newest release. Uh, that's how I ended up finding it. I think I started with Kasky. That's I don't know why, but I did. Yeah, I think it showed up there with no problem. So to answer your question, Dylan, it's it's a collaborative album is how they marketed it and it's not a group hey, yeah i was just right dylan so, yes can, can we talk about just the tip sure i mean the intro just the intro sorry just the intro let's <laughs> say we were all- yeah uh, before we get into that <laughs> i mean i was familiar with both of them prior to this um i'm assuming Dwayne was john were you familiar with either of these folks before you listen to this album uh, I have heard some Yellow Wolf. I've heard some cat. I've heard a lot more Yellow Wolf than Kasky. Um, and I think there was one or two songs from Yellow Wolf that I really, really liked. Outside of that, eh, he was kind of the same old same. Yeah, to me. yeah. But say I gave John what is it? Uh, Trunk Music Zero to Sixty. So like the, yeah. the official release, not the mixtape version. Um, back when he was first signed to Shady. So he's more and, up to date with like the older stuff, like not really on. The- well, and and for what it's worth, the only song I really cared for and that like said, oh yeah, you know, I really like this guy was Trunk Music. That was it. The rest of it, I I didn't care about. Like I listened to Trunk Music, and that was it. Yeah, cool. So uh, just the intro is not really just the intro. No, not even kind of. No, Although there I mean, aren't any choruses. There isn't. It's a full track. Uh, the beat was cool. I didn't feel like it was anything special. Um, 
I really am not a fan of Yellow Wolf's style. Um, Caskey's style is infinitely better. So, I mean, yeah, I didn't really like Yellow Wolf. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Clean and concise. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite there, like, with you on that. Like, I think Yellow Wolf shined on it in the sense, like, so there is a lot to Yellow Wolf. Like, when you go through discography, like, when I first got onto him, it was right before Trunk Music 1 came out with, uh, like, Creek Water and that kind of thing. Um, so he's got, like, his background in, like, rap rap, and then he kind of got into trap rap, and then, like, radio app with Radioactive, and now he does that little southern rock mix like he's all over the place like he's got so many different things and like catfish billy's one persona you know yellow wolf is one thing you know i mean he he divides his himself up into little boxes and he saves it for certain things and not every yellow wolf fan in my experience likes every single yellow wolf flavor that he puts out there like to me i thought this was well put together like mixtape a game yellow wolf like it's not supposed to be for everybody. It's like, you know, it's, it's a very certain flavor of it. Um, but I thought Caskey was super clean on it. Like, I don't have any problem with either one. Um, and it just, because it came across as a mixtape song. You know what I mean? Like, the beat was all right, but it wasn't anything super special. Um, I thought them going back and forth was a great way to start it off, you know, the album. You know, so it... But I think that the beat not being special, them kind of going with that double time flow going back and forth, that it made the song seem incredibly long. Uh, Ooh, see, I was going to say something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. so if, to me, it was incredibly long. I didn't hate Yellow Wolf. Um, I didn't love Yellow Wolf, but it was the it was the old Yellow Wolf that I know pretty well. Uh, and I thought that he did a good job. And I thought Caskey was solid, Like, so I can't really fault either one of them on it like you did but but overall you know the song just came across as average because like i said you know the beat was all right um but it felt incredibly long with the way they had it formatted yeah well and for what it's worth i didn't know they were going like i did a couple of passive listens i wasn't really paying attention to it you know it was just on in the background or whatever and uh i didn't know that they had back and forth stuff on this album um, they, they sound the same. They sound very similar, which is great. You know, it's very cohesive, but it's almost too alike in a lot of places that there's zero differentiation between them. And like, you are just utilizing the cadence that's already available to you. So I'm just going to keep doing it because that's what we're going to do. So that's, what's going to happen. And that's okay. Um, but like Dwayne said, this song felt so freaking long if they would have taken the first two verses off of it and only left the third verse on there as the opening intro oh i think this song would have hit but this is it was just the intro it should have been but it was a whole damn song with three converses and i think they should have kept two of them off of it so it would have been just the tip intro i mean tell me how you really feel Track two, Daytona. Daytona. I wish I was uh, in I Daytona. Re- yeah, I really liked the hook on this one. Um, and the beat worked. Caskey was dope. I really liked his verse. Uh, I liked Yellow Wolf's verse better verse uh, than 
than the first track. Uh, however, his accent is fucking annoying. <laughs> See, but that's 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 Yellow Wolf, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he's he's a very polarizing artist. Like, he's very himself. Like, he doesn't care that you don't like his accent. You know what I mean? Like, he goes in there. Yeah, he, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna waste my breath on it right now. Well, we got we got plenty yeah, more yeah. tracks to get through. <laughs> yeah. So, but to me my biggest problem with this song was that it sounds like a Caskey song, which is fine. You know what I mean? But it's a theme that we have going on in here where instrumentally, this sounds more like Caskey than it does yellow wolf's trunk music, which that sort of beat and stuff that he puts together would have elevated the song basically. Cause it would have had that sound uh, that they would have elevated to. Um, I thought Caskey was solid and pretty much did exactly what you expect him to do. Um, I thought Yellow Wolf came in and did the energy that he does on features, like not on his own song, but when he comes in, he's like, yeah, I'm about to spit this 16 and you are going to take it, you know, pretty much. Um, but I, again, I thought they did good chemistry when they went back and forth on the third verse. Um, so you could tell that they were in the same space, which is uh, good, especially during this, you know, whole COVID thing we got going on. Uh, where artists aren't really oh, yeah. being in the same space. So I thought it was better than the last one. Um, but I think that the beat was just a little below Yellow Wolf standards, which is fine. Like I said, is where Caskey lives at is in this kind of not as not yeah. as polished zone, uh, which is perfect for him. You know, and he sounds great over it. But you could just tell it was kind of his song that Yellow Wolf came onto, as opposed to being a full collaboration thought. I found it very jarring from the first song to the second one. Um, the pacing change, uh, especially since they like sped up the end of the intro. Yep. So then you get into Daytona and you just, I mean, it, I felt like we were just running through the song with the brakes on, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I didn't, it wasn't dragging. Like it was a good song. I really liked the song. I really liked the beat. I think they wrote it really well. I think Cass was maybe a little bit more lyrical. Right. Yeah. But still just not a very, you know, there was like lack of substance in the song. But other than that, I mean, it was a pretty okay song. Yeah. But I mean, if you're coming, and it, if you're coming into a Caskey Yellow Wolf album thinking you're going to get. Mm -hmm something super depth lyrics wise you're not understanding who you're listening to like both of them have deep songs i mean don't get me wrong but when you put two people in a room together like they don't have to me they don't seem like they have enough in common to go super deep you know what i mean so you're going to get a sure. lot especially when it, it the turnaround time was super quick on this from what i understand um that you, you just kind uh, of vibe to, for what it. it's worth it it felt like it was a quick turnaround. I feel like they chose beats that maybe weren't fully thought out or fully developed or fully not mixed because they sounded great, but you know what I mean? Like something was just like, yeah, it, they didn't have the cuts or they didn't have the production or they didn't have the, that little last, the, your yellow wolf comment. If it was a yellow wolf song, a yellow wolf beat, maybe that would have made the difference. Yeah, see, if I remember correctly, when I first heard that this was coming out, they did like seven, five or seven tracks, like their first studio session. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they came in and just took the vibe of that session and ran with it. They should have chose a different session. 
Well, I'm just saying, you know, but if you only have two days, you kind of just do what you do. So, I mean, this whole thing probably came out of one or two songs that they intended to do. You know what I mean? And then it just ended up yeah. a project because they had that much time. Meh, that's been a problem. So, good good segue. It's the next, the next like song the has been three. a problem. <laughs> the, the third track is a problem. And I'm going to explain why. So, initially, I don't like anything about this track. <laughs> Yellow Wolf is too aggressive. His verse isn't awful, but like he just annoys the fuck out of me. And of the first three tracks, this is the weakest effort from Cassidy. Also, the hook, Bin Laden, been with this head wrapping shit. Like, I don't know if you're trying to be clever, but that just sounds fucking ignorant. Well, but that's classic Caskey chorus. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of the vibe. It's nonchalant, not super thought out. Like, it's a vibe as opposed to being lyrical, which is what comes back. No, I'm not saying it's even lyrical. I'm saying it's like borderline fucking racist. Well, I mean, we're not going to say it's not. Um, because we could, because we can have com- he, we can have. He did mention that there isn't very much depth between the two. Well, I mean, no, they're both deep artists, but together you're kind of on a level. And there have been comments about race stuff with Yellow Wolf's camp uh, that you can dig into on your own time uh, with Voice the Five Nine and his people. Um, oh my! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get into it because that's a whole totally different ball. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so to be super sensitive about it is kind of hard for me to do because I get it. They were just trying to be clever and it was what it was because we can be mad at this. And then we have to turn around and be mad at Eminem for two thirds of the shit he says, you know what I mean? Like, and to me, I I can't do that. Like it wasn't blatantly racist. Like it's borderline. It's questionable. Cringeworthy. Yeah, maybe. Um, I thought the song was okay. I thought yellow wolf danced all over the beat. And I get what you're saying is too aggressive, but he kind of does that. Um, like I said, it's like the mixtape Yellow Wolf. He just kind of goes out there and is a beast and doesn't really care. Like he just, he's going to do what he does. Um, I thought Caskey didn't slack on it. Uh, I thought his flow was nice. Uh, lyrically, they didn't, you know, bring anything extra to it. Um, I thought, I thought the beat wasn't my favorite on the project, but I thought that the drums were like perfect for Yellow Wolf's sound. Uh, the beat still sounds kind of like a Caskey track, but the way the drums were programmed out, it sounds like the trunk music era stuff for Yellow Wolf. So I thought that it was put together better um, than the first track, but you know, a step up from the second one, but not as good as I as I rated the second one. It was so okay. I'm pretty much with you. Okay, I have a note that says it sonically draws you in, right? Because no matter you know what you want to yep. call the lyrics in the song, right? It has a vibe. It has the bounce. It has a good feeling. It, it like if it was a song that was randomly on in the ra- in the car and nobody was talking, you might turn it up. You know what I mean? I think yeah. he's got Caskey's uh, hardest since Shady Line. It's going to yeah. cause a lot of talking. It's going to cause, you know, especially since Shady's been in the news all, all over the place for all this stuff, you know, cancel Shady shit everywhere and all this stuff. I think it was a good choice to put in there for marketing. It may have an adverse re- effect just because of everything going on. But I... Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really think that, mostly just because nobody's checking for this project. Also fair, but... I mean, I'm not... But again, 
not the line itself point, might draw but, people to the album or at least the song to give it a chance. You know what I mean? Well, see, That's why I think yeah, this well, might see, be a good idea. See, yeah. Yeah, but Yellow Wolf was signed to Shady, released, what was it, three albums over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not a surprise to, you know, pop Eminem's name in this when you're working with somebody who okay. more or less made their name. Well, with it's Eminem. a little less surprising so with it, that it, fact to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, I, I get it. It was, it was a, it's the white boy <sighs> line. Like, I can't even, you know, like. If you're every rapper is pretty much either going to be like, don't compare me to Eminem or I am the greatest since. Right. Eminem. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of the the trademark of being a white rapper is is one of those. Yeah, because he's he's the, he's the, the memorial. He is the that like epitome of. He's, he's the, yeah, he's the monument, monument that's it. for this this generate this generation. So for what so. it's worth, I liked the song. I thought it was pretty good. I will say. The chorus cadence and the verse cadence was awfully similar. It ended up being slightly like droning, if you will, in a deep listen on, you know, on a passive listen, not really paying attention. It's, it's just an okay, good song, right? I cannot say listening to it in depth that I would go, oh yeah, I really like this song. It's a catchy song. Yes, but it is a little droning. Yeah, but a lot of Caskey stuff is vibe music. You know what I mean? So, like, you got to kind of take it mm. into that stance that, you know, this is a, more of a Caskey song vibe-wise than a Yellow Wolf song. And that might be fair. And I will say that so far, as much as, you know, both of these guys are vibey kind of guys, I'm just not feeling the vibe yet where I'm like, yes, this is it, like I did with that Neon Vines last week. Track four, Billy and the Purple Dotson. Uh, Yellow Wolf's verse is probably the best verse I've heard from him so far in this project, but Caskey blows him out of the water. I mean, that's 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 fair. The thing, like Billy, like the name Billy, when you see Billy in a Yellow Wolf title, you are getting Catfish Billy, which is a, one of his alter egos. And it's super, like, country like it's rap but he's not doing anything close to what you would expect him to do like so the flow is usually uneven and you know just kind of bouncing all over the place um, but that's the vibe so this beat i would no, it's, it's it's good like the beat is the catfish billy vibe um so you can tell by the that he's gonna put that flow on it as soon as that beat came on um so I'm not a huge fan of Catfish Billy Yellow Wolf, but it worked pretty well. Um, and I'm with Dylan. I think Caskey had the better of it uh, on this one, and I'm not a fan of the chorus. Um, so it, it was a little below average for me. I mean, even at this point of the project, you know, with expectations pretty much set of uh, what you should expect for the album, I thought it was a little bit below what these two were capable of. You guys said basically everything, right? I'm I'm serious. Like they rolled the shit out of the beat, right? The beat was dope. It was a very subtle beat. I loved the fact that it was like slowish, and it gave them that ability to write it in a different way. They weren't forced into so far essentially the first three songs. That was just the same old same. And uh, 
Dylan, like he said, was easily one of Yella's best verses. Easily so far. So far. Well, this so ended far. up being one of my favorite songs on the album, unfortunately. But then we get to track five. Tijuana's. Tijuana. That beat, though. That beat, yeah, though. The beat is sick. The beat is <laughs> sick, dude. Uh, if if they didn't too. mix those horn samples uh, the actually, way they did, I would have hated the beat. But they had they got it in there. They got it in there. I I love the beat. I love the horn samples. I actually don't hate anything about this track. Everything works. Mm. This is my favorite track on the album. Yeah. So I thought that both Yellow Wolf and Caskey had the right flow for this type of track. Like it felt like for the first time in the project, we're what almost halfway through it. This felt like the first song that was truly like a blend of both of their styles. So I thought I thought like the beat was outside of the norm for either one of them. Like it's not a beat that they typically would have used. Um, so I think that they had to create like this sort of middle ground. Um, so even the you know the the chorus wasn't great, but I thought that it worked pretty well you know in conjunction with what they had going on so not my favorite track on there but like i said i think it's the first time in the project where i was like okay this is a collaborative song as opposed to you know a caskey track featuring yellow meh it was okay nothing really stood out to me i'd rather talk about cookies all right we'll talk about cookies um first of all just because i have the lyrics pulled up let me please read the intro Ooh wee, uh, oh yeah, ha ha, oh yeah, Ooh-wee. bitch, bitch. Uh, Kasky does fine here. Uh, I'm starting to get Yellow Wolf and Riff Raff confused. Uh, by the way, they've been they, those are they've those been are working guys. hard together, the two of them. That might um, be why you're getting that but, feeling but, from it, news. but. <laughs> But I have I have to tell you, Dylan. Like as a passive Yellow Wolf listener and a passive Riff Raff listener, what the music that they make is totally different than probably what you're expecting. Uh, it's like Million Dollar Mullet, uh, and I can't remember the other two off the top of my head. But they got videos there on YouTube and all that other fun stuff. Um, but as far as this. Hard, yeah. hard pass. <laughs> but as far as this song goes, uh, it's not my favorite song by any means. Um, I think Caskey ended up, you know, being a little bit better than Yellow Wolf on, in my opinion, on this. Uh, and they got some, and they're showing that they got nice chemistry uh, going back and forth. You know, like you can tell they're sitting in the room and they're doing their thing. Um, and I've never really been a big fan of Cook Up Boss. Like lyrically, he's always fine, uh, but he, I just can't vibe with him. Just his whole voice and everything just doesn't gravitate. All he me. said was expletives. Uh, well, yes, uh, but Cook Up is kind of just—he's like the dope dealer that kicks it with everybody and ends up on some songs. Yeah, he should sell um, dope. And he, he and should he, just do that. And he's and he's and it's it, he's fine. He's one of Yellow Wolf's boys, so I get why he's here. Um, just like I said, definitely brought it down a little for me. Uh, and Tasty can make some solid beats. Uh, he made a couple of the beats coming to this point, but uh, he's really got an ear for what Caskey sound is. Um, and so you know, that's my props to the producer uh, on this one. My note quite literally says, "Well, Yella wasn't the worst." 
That's it. The chorus may have been the best part of the song. We can probably we can probably say the same on the next Mc, track. McQueen Fiend? Track seven. Ooh, McQueen I got Fiend. a great so note for this, by the way. Go this ahead. This track was the... I've got a few notes for this. Um, so... No, I don't. I don't have any notes for this. <laughs> anyway, McQueen Fiend. I did read... This track so yes, and this this was yeah. also Caskey's song, correct? If I'm not mistaken, that he remixed. Yeah, beat yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. this is like a true Caskey beginnings that Yellow Wolf is now on. I, was it a Yellow Wolf song to begin with? No, it was it was Caskey, one hundred percent. And that's that's how I got gravitated into this. this is the first song I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a re- it's a remix. Like I hadn't even heard the original yeah. version when the remix came out. It's what made me go back and listen to the last Kasky project. Um, yeah, I like the beat, but at this point, it sounds like everything I, else. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for what it's worth, I I did like Cass on this beat a lot, but I guess it makes sense since it's his song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I thought Yellow Wolf was fine. He did his mixtape vibe. Oh. Uh, I thought the beat. Yeah, I thought the beat was better, in my opinion. You know, I like the the piano and the drums. It's like the perfect backdrop for this kind of thing. Um, it, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like at this stage, we're hearing a lot of casky tight beats, with the exception of turn up. Everything is kind of blending together and sounding the same. My favorite part of this song was Yella's line, "I'm an alien." Best part of the song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's got some other alien vibe stuff in his discography, so it's not surprising, especially with some of Caskey's old catalog uh, in there. Yeah, no, that's fair. I just, I got to the end and he was like, yeah, I'm an alien. I was like, oh, that's the best part of this whole entire song. Yeah, no, I like the old me, uh, old me was a killer, now I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. That was a pretty good line. So. But yeah, no, it was it was cool. Uh, I rated it a little bit higher because it was the first introduction to the project, so it's the one I was the most familiar with, and kind of the benchmark for me based off of what I had heard. Track eight is open. <laughs> I have so like many the chorus sucked. Track. Everything. I all right. So let's start off. Why DJ Paul? Uh, Slum Mafia. Like, like it's a it's a Yellow Wolf thing. That okay? That's I, that's still dumb. Like DJ Paul doesn't appeal to really anyone anymore. Like, I mean, maybe like there is a, a small niche in the South that that appeals to, but like no one, no one from Gen Z knows who DJ Paul is. There are no millennials. Fucking clamoring to hear a new DJ. Come on, there, there's no millennials right, like, who are clamoring for this project. <laughs> no, so I mean that's like, it's a moot point to me. Like you know, DJ Paul. so like why even put DJ Paul on it? Like so even if you're like let's just say you're fanboying for like DJ, like oh shit, I got a DJ Paul feature, like, and it's a bad verse. Why why include it? Like I can understand if it's somewhat if you get a Drake verse and the Drake verse is trash, you're still putting that Drake. Yeah, verse but here's the album. thing. There was no DJ right? Paul verse. Right. Like that's one of my complaints about the song. The fact that he's <laughs> like if you're gonna put DJ Paul on it, why do you only have him on the chorus? Well, I don't like right. the fact so 
Go ahead, go ahead. It just, let me, just, it doesn't, the DJ Paul feature just doesn't fucking make sense to me. It was completely unnecessary. Caskey can do better. Fucking Lil White's, I'm sorry, Yellow Wolf's verse started And then he started trashed it at the end. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And and Cass was exactly opposite. Yeah. I think Cass started off fire and fell off. Or no. Yeah. End of Yellow Wolf's first and the beginning of Cass first. So, yeah, I think Cass came in hot and fell off at the end. Where Yellow Wolf, I think, wasn't doing very much and then came in hard at the end. Yeah. I mean, I get that people don't like the song. And I don't like the song, <laughs> for the record. Um I have some of the same problems. Like Yellow Wolf did the slum mafia stuff that he's done. He's done a mixtape with DJ Paul. He's done stuff with Paul before. Like it's it's a thing. Like they're boys. So I mean, if if Paul's around, Paul's getting on the track. Um, I thought his chorus wasn't great by nope. any means. Uh, like it it did an okay job. Um, but my biggest problem with this outside of DJ Paul not having a verse if you're going to feature him, is that the beat is a super budget 3-6 Mafia beat. Like, it sounds like somebody tried to make a 3-6 Mafia beat and it didn't work. And the, my biggest complaint is that if you got DJ Paul in the studio, how do you not just have him make the beat? Remake. Yeah, remake the beat. I mean, if you're putting him on the chorus, it's makes sense that he could have taken the 10 minutes to remake this beat because it'd probably only take us 15 to make this beat, you know, sound like a DJ Paul beat, which is kind of what this one sounded like it was trying to be. So one of the lowest rated ones on this one for me. Well, say la vie. My notes are fairly short for this one. Uh, Kasky is better than this trash. I want to hit skip before Yellow Wolf comes on. <laughs> wow. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was solid enough. Nothing special. Like at this point, I think I've settled into what this project actually is. Um, so I thought Yellow Wolf did what Yellow Wolf does. Kasky does what Kasky does. Uh, I really like the beat. Uh, probably one of my favorites on the project. Like I can't really nitpick with it too much. Uh, with the track as a whole, um, but it's you know the the best shined track on a not great project to me doesn't really say a whole lot, um, but it was okay. Like, and if it came back on, I probably wouldn't jump out of my seat to get the remote to skip it. But um, I'm not gonna go out of my way to listen to this. I'm with you. I really really love the beat, like a lot, but I feel like Cass left a lot on the table. I don't know if he wasn't into it, if he did it on purpose, like trying to to feel, I don't know, away from everything else, like separated from everything. Because I, I just don't feel like he exerted what he wanted to exert on this on this track. And I agree with Dwayne again where Yella did Yella things. That's just extra regular. But I feel like there was a lot of wasted potential in it. Next track is Tat Shop. Um, I did like the beat on this one. Before they even started, I expected more of the same. 
I liked Caskey's verse. Yellow Wolf sounds like he heard Caskey's <laughs> verse and wanted to try to sound like that. But see, the thing is, like being a fan of both artists, you know that Yellow Wolf probably had a strong influence on Caskey. Like, you know, the Caskey we have now is a lot different than Plop Plop Fizz Fizz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably it's one of my top five. Top five. Yeah, exactly. See, and you don't even remember listening. To I never song. listen to the song. But that's that's exactly an old school like thing. Yeah, and that's what it is. So, like, you can tell that he's a fan, which is fine. Um, so yeah, so I mean, they kind of like met in the middle. So it's like it's got the same kind of vibe to this project. Like, it's got the same thing. Like when people got on tracks with Bone, they always wanted to rap like Bone. You know, like. And it's the same problem I had with, you know, Mercules last week where, you know, they get on the track and you, instead of worrying about making good music, you're trying to, you know, appease the other person. So it's like Yellow, like Caskey was making Caskey records that sounded like Yellow Wolf records because Yellow Wolf was there. Yeah. So, but this was generic, but this was generic to me. Like the beat was generic, you know, uh, the lyrics were okay. Flows were fine. Uh, it's all starting to blend together. Like I'm losing the appeal of a Caskey Yellow Wolf project. Here, let me let me let me sum this one up for you guys, okay? Tat shop, cast verse, extra regular. Yellow Wolf's verse, extra regular. Beat was dope. Lackluster chorus. Another wasted potential track. Million dollar deal. Number eleven. Um. <laughs> uh, trash. I would say no. No one is offering you, like no one's offering you a million dollars. But then again, someone gave riffraff more than that. Um, I hope these two never collaborate again. So I thought, you know, I wasn't. I'm not going to dog it quite as bad yeah. as you. Um, I thought it was a nice, mellow way to end the project. Uh, Yellow Wolf and Caskey delivered as well as they have on the whole rest of the project. Um, the beat was fine. I liked that it was slower than some of the other stuff. Um, not a super big fan of it, but I'm not a super big fan of most of the project. Um, I'm kind of just saying they missed the mark on a lot of these things. A lot of it seems rushed. Like there wasn't a, a plan. Like they didn't set out to make a project together. They just kind of ended up yeah. with one. They said, fuck it. After the first session, fuck it. We got half on one done. Now we might as well finish it. Sort of. Yep. I mean, I really like the chorus. I think Caskey took the song. Um, and I think it was a, a really great end for Caskey's album. Album as a whole, uh, I don't. I didn't like it. I I can't go as far as say I, I don't like, like it though. I like I. No, I like I flat out don't like it. I will most likely never listen to it again. Um, I like Caskey as an artist. I felt like he could do better than this. Yellow Wolf, I feel like can do way better than this. Like the dude's got good tracks, but he sounds like this whole this whole record was trash. Like there, I, there's nothing about this I like. It just it's it all just kind of runs together. There's nothing really that stands out except for the Tijuana beat. And like I'm not going to go yeah. back and listen to it just <laughs> for the Tijuana beat. I'm yeah. Not. So by the time that we sat down to review this album, it had already been out for a week. And I had already played it out. Like the number of times I was probably going to listen to it had already surpassed that threshold. 
Um, but being fans of both of these artists, I was excited to see them do a project after hearing McQueen theme. Like, you know, I mean, it's a Caskey remix. So you're like, Caskey remix, fine. You kind of give it a, you know, it's a remix. It's not a full collaborative sort of a song. Um, but this project felt like a commercial mixtape more than an album um, to a point where it kind of reminds me of when I listened to Watch the Throne for the first time where the bigger of the two artists, uh, you know, Jay-Z at the point, uh, Yellow Wolf is playing that role where he's kind of doing what he's known for, but he's not showing out the way that he usually does. Like he's doing just enough to be like, yeah, I'm the better of the two artists, but giving Caskey his room to shine, like making him the focal point of it. And it could just be that it's a bunch of Caskey type tracks that Yellow Wolf is rapping with him on. Um, but to me, like I said, it, it feels like a Caskey project that features Yellow Wolf and not a mixture. Uh, lyrically, they didn't break any new ground, which is not surprising. Uh, with as quick as this came to ground, uh, I thought the beats were generally lackluster. Uh, there were some solid tracks, but nothing really special. Overall, I think it was solid enough for a mixtape, but misses the mark completely. Uh, when you put it against either one of these artists' catalogs, like it would probably be the worst or next to the worst project out of their catalog. Um, I ran all the numbers, and it ended up being just above average, 2.91, uh, to the point that if you're a fan of either of these artists, you should give it a listen. But I don't see it bringing any new artists or new yeah, fans no. in to listen. It's got no appeal outside of the people who already listen to this. Yeah. Uh, I, my general consensus was about a three. So I guess I'm a little higher than you are, but um, not by a whole lot. Um, outside of that, Yellow Wolf didn't really. I, I didn't feel Yellow Wolf in the song at all or in the album very much. And I don't know if you guys missed my comment to Million Dollar Deal, the last song on the album. It was a great end for Cass's album. Because mm-hmm. it sounded like a Caskey album, not a Yellow Wolf album. Um, Absolutely. I mean, outside of that, it, it was an okay album. But I, I, again, like you guys were talking about, I think they threw it together. I think it was just like, hey, let's, we've already got them, so let's get them. You know? It just didn't feel as coherent as it should have. Um, and a lot of their back and forth thing, which is funny, okay? So I say it's not coherent, Okay. But a lot of their back and forth stuff that they did in a passive listen, I couldn't tell the difference at all, which is great to a point. But if you're going to be doing that, I feel like there should be some sort of differentiation, a way to emphasize one or the other artists so that it's not just another 32 bar verse that sounds like a 32 bar verse. So that's pretty much all I got for it. Guess you know it's that's fair. You know it, <laughs> and I'm not. And I'm not. Um, I mean, I'll give it a one and a half. You know it's unfair. Two. Yes, sir. Beanie Siegel and Jada Kiss. Bam, dude. So like, all right. Um, both. I mean, I would consider Beanie Siegel East Coast hip hop. So what would you consider Jada Kiss? Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> also East Coast hip hop, but uh, you know. Beanie, Beanie Siegel's from, from South Philly. 
both uh, Rockefeller Def Jam artists. Uh, Jadakiss at one time was a Def Jam, Rockefeller, Yowza. and Rough Riders artist. And bad and bad boy. And, and bad briefly, boy. Don't that's part of the locks. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. And they uh, they actually beat uh, beefed with each other. Yeah, briefly. the funniest thing the funniest thing about their beef, um, uh, for people who are uneducated in shit that happened twenty years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> that they they went back and forth for a while, like in two thousand and one, and it continued on to two thousand and two. But the story goes is that they ran into each other uh early on in the beef and they got together and you know because they were boys they were all kicking it in the same circle and they had a problem and they just said fuck it let's get money and just kept on beefing you know what i mean like like so like it was not that it wasn't fab you know it was fabricated but they just like at a certain point they were just like well fuck it you know 50s out here beefing m's out here beefing you know nas j's beefing you know i mean like let's just keep it up yeah and uh Locks and, and DMX yeah, yeah, and, involved and, as well. Um, but yeah, they both said that they, they denied they both denied any yeah. violent intent, which is wild to me because if you look at the criminal records of both of these dudes, like these dudes are not yeah. to be fucked with. Like both of these dudes probably legit killers. Yeah, it's fun <laughs> it's funny though, because they're like, Yeah, we didn't have ill intent, but then you know, Jada Kiss is out here like, yo, you got there's pictures of me hugging your mom. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, there was like no line, you know, that they weren't willing to cross um, lyrically. So like, yeah, I mean, if them saying, hey, yeah, we're just going to do this for the sport of it, you know, make our money or whatever. But I'm 100% going to say some shit that's going to make you feel a certain way. You know, and I think I think that's why it ended up getting to the level where it was at, where all the underlings started getting into it. You know, and that was just kind of a a weird thing like state property getting into it, you know, being on TV talking shit, you know what I mean? That's a sort of a, big thing. but yeah, no, it was interesting that it went on so long and they were just like, they weren't really into the beef part. Like they were just like, yeah, let's just do it to do it. Yeah. Uh, both of these men had been involved in shootings. Uh, both of them had gun charges. Okay. Both of them but the real charges. question is which two of these artists eats only the crust of the pizza. That is super serial killer shit. That is the most awkward thing I've ever read about any person I've ever known, ever. Yeah, so Jadakiss only eats the crust of the pizza because he, because of when he And went as far as to try to order a crust only pizza. So, hey, pizza guy, can you please put some bread in the oven? That's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. As far as, as rappers that go, though. Um, so, like, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of either one of these guys. Um, and I've listened to full albums from both of them. But I mostly remember them from their features. For some reason, when they're featured on a track, it kind well, of well, yeah, that's because there. Beanie Siegel was featured and with Jay Z. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he sticks Correct. out, like he's not at the level, but he always came across as the bully. You know what I mean? Like he's got that voice delivery where just like he's a mm-hmm. bully, 
and you know, like it fit the vibe that everybody was going for with that super gangster level that they were at during the 2000s. Yeah, for sure. Um, style wise, sound wise, I personally I prefer JTS. Yeah. No surprises there. So I yeah. and his verse on a fucking uh, that Rough Riders mm-hmm. track, Ride or yeah. Die, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. That shit was dope. So I am actually a huge fan of the Jada Kiss feature, which is what you just said. Uh, I like the Locks Jada. Uh, I'm disappointed in album Jada because Jada Kiss's albums are greatly uneven. You know, they'll have a couple of good songs and then, you know, the rest of it is kind of throwaway. He had a great ear for beats, but I mean, he was with Rough Riders, so you had Swiss Beats. He was with uh, Def Jam and Rockefeller, so you had Just Blaze, Kanye West, Heat Makers. You know what I mean? Like he had, he surrounded himself with the best producers. Uh, but my thing with him is he never switched up his flow. Didn't matter what beat it was, you know, he, you were going to get the Jada Kiss flow, which is, you know, a gift and a curse. Uh, lyrics were always top notch. His punchlines were always quote worthy. Uh, I think Jada went solo at the right time, um, but always was like a tier two artist when not, when New York was popping. Like he couldn't carry it on his own, but he was like, he always was around the people, like around Jay-Z, around DMX, you know, around all the people who were popping on the A-list. He was like, you know, high B. Um, I got to mention that he's still releasing albums. Um, so that's a, a great thing. And I listened to his 2020 release uh, and it's the same quality in the same ear for beats, the same delivery, same Woody punchlines, same stuff that he was known for, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, so that was refreshing to see. Uh, but Beanie Siegel, uh, I thought was a solid addition to the rock when he got signed. Um, I never thought that he had the star quality, but you know, he could create a solid track every now and again. Uh, I think he was at his best when he was doing features. Like Dylan said, you know, he just kind of stood out when he was on a feature. Um, I am not fully convinced that if he didn't have the full backing of Jay-Z and Rockefeller, that he would have ever really gotten out there. If it wasn't been for Jay putting him out there and people getting his name, I think he would have just been one of those mixtape guys that, you know, we heard and was like, oh, that's cool. And then just kept on moving. Um, so bottom line to me, this one goes to Jay to kiss easily. Um, both were out, both were out at the same time. Uh, Kiss was the larger of the two artists because uh, he simply was the better artist. Uh, so there was really not a problem with that. Uh, I think Styles P from The Locks would have been a better comparison to Beanie Siegel than Jada was. Um, I kind of placed Beanie Siegel in the same category that I put other like third tier acts um, that were on like a dominating label. So you're talking like Ob Trice with Shady Records, you know that kind of a thing where it's like, yeah, they have a name because of where they are. Um, I almost picked Styles P and uh, yeah, uh, they'd have been pretty good to go together. Um, so I placed Beanie in the category of talent artist, talented artists missing the it factor, um, but their flaws were heavily concealed by how big their label format was. Like they they sub them into the right situation. To make the mix, so, so Jada, you Jada, thing. Dylan, also Jada, mm-hmm. right? Are are you yeah. snacking? Do we have to wait for your snack to be done? Oh, cool. I'm choosing no, Benny Beanie. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me like that? Right. He doesn't have. He, 
I, I have literally, yeah, since Benny. I've heard this dude's name 20 years ago or however long ago, it was always Benny. Looking it up today to listen to a couple things and, you know, make my determination, I was like, oh, <laughs> I spelled this dude's name wrong all day long. No wonder why I couldn't find him. Jada Pinkett. Pinkett Smith. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah. Uh, but before we jump into who is it, I do want to just because I, I don't want to completely discredit Beanie Siegel. Uh, I do prefer <laughs> Beanie Siegel over. Oh, that's that's ha- that's hands down, man. That's like, you know, you're you're at you're at work and your supervisor is the owner's son. That is Memphis Blue. Like, like he's got to be like the illegitimate child of Jay Z. Like, there is no other reason Jay Z should be writing entire songs for this guy and putting them out. You know. Like it just doesn't. It, that would explain why his verse on the uh, a mill trip. Yeah, like he dope. he just like Jay Z took him under the wing for whatever reason. I don't know if he took the drug charges, shot the guy who was standing behind Jay Z. Like I have no idea. Like I don't even begin to pretend. Um, but yeah, as far as a rap career goes, he could kind of rap, but he had no business being there. <laughs> You think he still talks to Jay? I think he does. Like, like to me, like he's got to. Like Jay basically said that he was going to take care of him, regardless. Like he never has to make another song. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. I don't even remember what song it was. But yeah, no, he's got to be. You know, a baggage handler, whatever. You know, he gets he gets paid to. You know, when the jet pulls up, like he's a chauffeur or something. Like I don't know. Like he answers his fan mail or something. Like I have no idea. But, like, to me, I don't see, like, with all the shit Jay was talking, that he wouldn't at least have him around. You remember the Absolutely. State Property movie? You remember the, do you know there's a State Property I did. Too? I've never seen it, though. <laughs> I haven't either. Anyway, anyway I'm pulling up Memphis Bleak just to see if there was anything. Because, um, well, you know, uh, 2014 released a mixtape. Uh, no, uh, like absolutely no information on him. So good for him. I hope he, uh, saves some money. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, yeah. yeah who is, who it? is it? Um, I got, I got four, like the fifth one is kind of, is not really going to help too much, but it's there anyway. Um, first one right. born in college park, Georgia. Ludicrous. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, trick daddy. No. Uh, to both. Uh, all right. Second one. He was originally part of a rap duo. No. Sparks. And I don't think he was part of a duo. Or I could be wrong. Big boy. And he was from, and he was, he was from Athens. I was just guessing. Yeah, yo, big boy. I like, I like that you're from the right place, but, and from a duo. <laughs> like, but no, not. Hey. Wasn't it like, dude, you're too I am on the nose like, with my was, guesses tonight, though, buddy. Yeah, yeah, so far, so far I'm with you. Um, all right. Third one. His mom gave him his first rap. Oh name. my. Lobawa? No, no, not Lobawa. I don't I don't even Pimp no no. No, Pimp C's from Texas, and I don't know where oh uh Bawa's from Iowa or Ohio. I don't remember where in Ohio. But, uh somewhere. All right, number four. Had a nine-hour standoff with police in Oklahoma oh, wow. City. After the po- hold on, after the police were refused entrance to the tour bus, 
they had the bus towed with everyone on board. It was his third arrest. It was his third arrest that year. Oh, all right. Shit. I'm trying to think of just Atlanta. Bubba Sparks. I want to say T.I., but I know it ain't T.I. No, hold on. Is it it T.I.? All right. right. So like I said, the fifth one isn't going to help you at all, uh, but I'll go through and give you some additional information on the first four or the first three. Um, So the fifth one is I will accept either one of this artist's two rap names. Mm-hmm. He's in a group yep. in Atlanta. He has two rap names. Oh, 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 uh, oh, he wouldn't talk about the play. No, Pastor Troy would have a tool bus, though. Gucci Mane. Uh, no, 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 not either one. Uh, but speaking of Gucci, if you haven't listened or watched the hip hop uncovered on FX, which is streaming on Hulu, super dope. Uh, talks about Gucci and five million other people. Uh, but a super, super solid documentary for people out there. All right. So the artist was born in College Park, Georgia in 1970. You are lying. So not going to help you with yeah. that, right? Originally, he was part of the rap duo, Play a Circle. You're... <laughs> Hold on, didn't they have... Yes, to sir, signed to Ludacris, I just, I just cheated, I and I, I, mean, I think I know who it is, but I think I'm probably still wrong. No, you're probably right on. So, his mom gave him his first rap name. But it wasn't because of any sexual innuendo. I didn't know that anyone from Play a Circle like he, he, he did. He did, and he's actually reinvented himself after leaving DTP, and is actually a much bigger artist now than he was when he was signed to Ludacris. To the point that Ludacris saw so much potential in him, he did not want to let him go. And if I, if memory serves correctly, he had to pay like a hundred grand to get out of his oh. record deal with Disturbing Feet. All right, Dylan, any more guesses? No, because the, the, right, the play of circle thing is throwing me off. All right. I'm like, Whoever this is. So his first rap name that his mom gave him was Titty Boy. Titty Boy? What? In the actual fuck? Hey, by the way, Titty Boy is because he was the only one of her children that was breastfed. Oh, yeah, because you was Little Titty Boy. Cut calling him Big Little Titty. And then, you know, as he grew up, he was like, he was called Titty out in the streets. And then Titty Boy was... That's what it was. Yeah. But anyway, when he left disturbing the streets, he changed what his name to fuck? Two Chains and blew the fuck up. That is so funny. 
Oh my god! By the way, some other interesting. By the way, other interesting facts. Dude was like super talented on the basketball court. Went to college for it. Um, got in trouble, got kicked out, and then went to college again for it at a different. And then got his tour bus towed like, with everybody on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, th- and that's like an interesting story. Like they held up like the rights. Like they had like the shit all printed out. You know, like I don't don't even remember what it was. Like all the shit that says, "Yo, you can't enter my bus." Like the law is the law. You can't come in here without right. a warrant. You know what I mean? Like they had been through that. You know, they had been arrested twice already that year. You know what I mean? So it's not surprised. You know, when they got when they got the warrant, you know, there was marijuana and some pills and guns and shit in the yeah. in the bus. So was, they knew what was up. Like they were they were going to jail regardless. They just wanted to see how. I did not know the fight. two chains, but they were in Oklahoma, so circle. you know that that was going to happen. Is that a commonly known thing, or did I just lose yeah. all credibility? You just kind of just glassed over it because, like, play a circle was play a circle. Was he Titty Boy and play a circle, though? Yeah. Ah, yeah. see, that might be your, your problem there, Dylan. You He didn't change his name to 2 Chains until later, but then when you ask him about it, uh, he says, like, if you go and you listen to, like, his play a circle stuff, he was always wearing 2 Chains. So, like, he had mentioned it so many times that it was just a natural progression for him to lose Titty Boy into two chains, so that would be more viable on the well, radio. And it's, and it's more recognizable for him because everybody sees him with two chains. They always call, oh, yeah, the dude with two chains. Two chains. That's easy. Yeah, that's yeah, an easy yeah. lead. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely a thing. Wow, that's wild. Cool. So, so yeah, yeah, so. I'm glad you didn't get that, but I mean, I thought Play a Circle would have gave you a dead giveaway. I had being no idea. A, a fan. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I that one. Did either of you guys add anything to any playlists lately? I did actually. I uh, did you? I got three. I got. Oh shoot! Yeah, me too. Well, what are they, Dylan? Um, all three of the new Drake tracks off Scary Hours too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, they I If you yeah, like Drake, so I, uh, uh, first one is uh, "Jungle" by A Boogie with the Hoodie. Yeah, it came out in 2016. He's, um, he's okay. Like he's kind of hit or miss for me, but I I did really like "Jungle." Hmm. Yeah, Boogie's good. I'm like he's not everybody's yeah. cup of tea, but. I encourage people who like any of the stuff we listen to. Right. to you know, uh, the next one is called The Exodus by Fade Green. Uh, if you like punchline rappers, you'll like this dude. Um, nice. I actually found him on the TikTok. The Tick of Talks. Yeah, that TikTok. means it's, if you find him on TikTok, that means he's got to be dope. Right. They only give you a minute of his song. Yeah. Uh, the last one um, came out a few years ago and I felt like it was kind of a sleeper hit for this dude. And listening to it now, it's kind of ironic. It is Mama Cry by YNW Melly. Hmm. So, John, are you familiar with YNW Melly and his current situation? Uh, I am not. I have heard the name before, which is usually not the case. I would recommend you uh, Wikipedia YNW Melly and you read about his legal troubles. Then you go listen to Murder on My Mind and Mama Cry. Melly. Why Why XYZ Melly? Y-N-W, what is it? W as in you're not welcome. Why 
You're not welcome, Melly. Okay, I'll read up on this mugshot. I mean, this guy that... Yeah. Yeah. Super, super crazy situation. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to prejudge anybody. And like, I believe that there should, you know, if you're guilty, it should be without a, a shred of, of doubt. Um, however, just looking at evidence, I'm pretty sure dude did the shit, but it is what it is. Bro, his last name is, his last name is Demons. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on. I feel like you're, you're destined for something at that point. Right. So yeah, that's that's my all right. Well, I read up on that this week. Yeah. What what is what does Dwayne got? All right, first one is a dude that I found back in like MySpace, into MySpace, early Facebook, early SoundCloud, college. No, no, I I haven't looked up Remedy in a while, but we should. Um, no, uh, white dude, super cool. Did like vibe music, kind of singy, kind of rap, like before it was the cool thing to do. Kind of emo, like he always put his emotions in the track. Um, ended up having the song remixed by Just Blaze, kind of like semi came up. Um, lost his record deal, been doing it independent for the last couple of years, putting stuff out. Um, but he's got a song called Deep End. Um, so dude's name is On Q O N C U E, uh, all one word. Uh, it's for fans of emotional hip hop and R&B hip hop hybrid artists. I hesitate to compare him to other artists that sing and rap at the same time because he's kind of in a different lane uh, than all of them, but he kind of does the same thing. So it's like you got the pop guys and you've got the underground guys and he's like somewhere in the middle. Like he, like he just seems like if he had the right team, he could go somewhere special, um, but doesn't care to put the right team together. Uh, and my second one, I almost text out to you guys on Friday when I heard it for the first time. The song is called Oops, O-O-P-S with three exclamation points by artist named Young Gravy uh, featuring Lil Wayne. Uh, it's completely ludicrous. Um, it's for fans of like 303, LMFAO, early 2000 pop rap collaborations. It is like, it is ridiculous. Like it's Lil Wayne, like you remember Lil Wayne from the early 2000s. Um, like kind of party music, kind of just all over the place. Um, but it was, it was dope enough that it caught my ear that I had to keep it. And I almost, like I said, I almost sent it to you guys early. Uh, and my last one is Soul on Fire by Struggle Jennings featuring Kaylin Curtis. It's for fans of uh, Jelly Roll, Southern Rock Rap, and Heartfelt Lyrics. Very nice. So, John, you're going you're gonna to hate <sighs> the chorus, um, but other than, that, other than that, you should it's, probably... It's, so, here's my deal with the playlist. I'm letting it ride, like, if I'm in the car for more than a little while or whatever, like, that's just what I put on, right? So, it gives me an opportunity to listen to it. It's on shuffle, so I don't have, like, a, a list of them that I'm listening for or anything. Um but if something hits me off the wrong way, I'll skip it, right? I'll kind of make a mental note and I'll skip it and I'll just listen to my music some more. If it comes up again and I skip it again, then I start seriously thinking about removing it from the playlist. It make, make sense. So yeah. I, you, 
maybe you should go the maybe you should go the other way and start hearting the stuff that I, you like. I have also liked the ones that I've noticed that I like on the playlist, and I have hearted a couple of them. Yeah, because the way that their algorithm works is the more of the song you listen to gives them some statistical oh. data. And then, like, if you only listen to part of a song, it gives them some statistical data. Uh, so, like, if you listen to less than 30 seconds of the song, it's easy for them to say, yo, he doesn't like this. Like, we don't know what it is about this he doesn't like. But if you skip enough songs like that, they can start to pull together information. <laughs> so, but, like, if you say, yo, I like this song, by putting the heart mm-hmm. on it, you know what I mean? Your algorithm will start kicking you out stuff on your Closer playlist to that. that you don't get, yeah, that you don't know that you like. Um, so like you could put it on like the day of this podcast and you may find three things that you like, you know, that you have never heard before, whether it be new or old, um, but giving it positive feedback in addition to just skipping stuff gives it a whole nother avenue to start connecting your dots. Very nice. John learns a playlist. <laughs> well, you're starting to learn yeah. the algorithm a little bit, which is super fucking complicated. Yeah. Well, it's and it's simple at that. Like that's the crazy part about it. It is simple because if you like the stuff, it'll give you stuff you like. If you dislike it, it's gonna just not give you anything. So no, I'm with it. I, I like it. I'm gonna put those all on there. And I did add one of my own. Would you believe it? No, snap is two weeks in a row. I will say that this one has a lot to do with the album that we just listened to. Um, It is Box Chevy by Yellow Wolf. Uh, Box Chevy Uh, 1, right? Because there's like six of them left. Featuring featuring Ritz the Rapper. That's what he was named then, Ritz the Rapper. So that one will be on there shortly. But uh, yeah, I only add one because that's all you guys get. No worries. You want to catch up on uh, Remedy? All right. So for those who don't know, he is the Kyle Broflowski of rap. Uh, He is a white redhead Jewish rapper uh, affiliated with Wu-Tang. So he released them them two albums. um, And then he kind of fell off. So here's just a little update. Uh, Code Red was the last we really heard of him in 2003. In 2008, he made an appearance in a horror comedy movie called Bad Biology alongside J-Zone, Vinnie Paz, and Reef the Lost Cause. In 2016, he produced The Body Snatchers Volume 3 by Jay Stalin. And in two, see, me and this dude have more in common than, than I knew. In 2017, Remedy and Talib Kweli feuded on Twitter regarding Remedy's pro-Israel political stance, which conflicts with Quali's criticism of Israel's occupation of the West Bank. Remedy is an advocate of Israel and the Jewish people in promoting awareness of the Holocaust. Riza said, I see him as an artist who will educate his people just as we have done ours. Dude, I am 100% sure that that RZA quote is taken mad out of context from where <laughs> that is pasted. Like, I can't imagine that that's going to have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you hover yeah. over the seven behind it, it says that that interview is gotcha. from 2001 where RZA said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that I think, yeah, I think that's probably before. supposed to be a separate. But yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, no. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it should have been somewhere. No, like Remedy was always super dope. Like I can't even remember the one that made me uh, it's grab probably the genuine choice. article. It's probably the comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was yes. on the Killer Bees tape. Um, yeah, and I think that was the first time I had heard him. And then from there, got into his discography. Because I was like, yo, a white boy produced by Wu-Tang. Like, at the time, that was such a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Like, a thought, you know what I mean? I was just like, can't be right. Like, he can't be this. And then you look at him, you're just like, yo, this is not at all what I'm expecting. You know what I mean? And, like, it was just so good. I, um, like, because there was, like, 5 million yeah, Wu-Tang I did just find his time. 2010 album uh, and uh, added it to my library. So I'll, I'll listen to that tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to have to go on ahead and pull it out myself. But, yeah, so, yeah, Never Again. That was the song. That, that was, was about the, the Holocaust. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was the first song uh, that I think I actually super got into. On yeah, so me and Remedy are probably both blocked by Tyler Kweli on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. You should, you should you should send you should send him a direct message uh, and and start the conversation yeah. with that. Right. Hey, so yeah. I hear you got blocked too. <laughs> like, yeah, we that's Dylan. So are you? Yeah, so am I. I'm not. I didn't say I wasn't. No, I'm just. So you guys got yeah. something in common? There we go. Cool. All right. Until oh, next man. week. Get vaccinated, wear your mask later. And as always, listen to music.